Hi, Mavens. Welcome back to the Beauty Mavens podcast. We're so excited that you are here today. We have a really great episode planned for you, and we cannot wait for you to hear it. Before we jump into that, we just want to remind you about our Facebook group. You can find it by going to www.facebook.com forward slash Beauty Mavens podcast and then request to join, and we will add you. It's such a fun little community. We are loving the engagement that we're seeing in there and just the community that it's building. It's so fun to be a part of. There's some true boss babes in there. So go and join the podcast Facebook group and then we'll get into today's episode. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Today's guest entered the beauty industry 17 years ago. She is a licensed master esthetician certified in microneedling and dermaplaning and completed advanced education in ingredient technology and irregular skin conditions such as rosacea, eczema, psoriasis, and acne. She received Spa of the Year from Image Skin Care the last two years. She's a five-time guest on KSL Studio 5. From the time she started esthetician school, she wanted to know everything in this industry. She started from ground zero where the industry was so new and unfamiliar to many and was eager to teach and preach good skincare to people. She was a solo esthetician in a salon and was outselling everyone in retail because she could offer the explanations of why the products were so good. Today she has the ability to reach a bigger audience on Instagram, has grown the Skin Boss business in treatment services, online store, educational classes, corporate events, and skin consultation services. Please welcome to the podcast, Lisa Richards. We're so happy. Welcome, welcome. I know. When we first did this podcast, we were like, we want Skin Boss on here. I love it. I loved (laughs) you guys from the moment I met you. I know. It's so fun. Um, Okay, before we get into everything, we're going to start with our high lows. Yeah. So, do you want to start? Sure. Okay. Um, Okay, my low was this morning. We had a meeting scheduled at 1030. We got here early. Got everything set up. And then I looked at my email and the meeting was actually at 11.30 and I had a client and this was starting in the middle of it. And so I called the guy, I texted him, I emailed him and he never responded. But he just said like, sorry, I can't talk right now. So I was like, oh, he probably just read the text. Nope, he showed up at 11.30 when I was in the middle of a client. I'm like, so sorry. I thought it was at 10.30. But so that was my low, not reading emails correctly. And my high is we are doing a huge incentive to get everyone to go to the IBS show. So if they hit a certain amount of retail sales, we'll buy their tickets to the show. If they sell more, we'll buy their hotel. And if we sell more, we'll buy their flight. So I was like, obviously, I have to sell that much to prove to them that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And we've been traveling a ton and just not working with 10 clients. So I didn't really know if I was going to hit it. And we still have a month left. And I just checked and I only have to sell $30 more. So... To get all of that's them. my high, yeah. And then ever I have I hit all the goals, so I'm excited. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. <laughs> Wish I could say the same. <laughs> You're getting there. I have like 800 left to go. No, I think I have like a thousand left. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Okay, my high is I had some friends from the Philippines. I served a mission there, mm-hmm. and so it was my mission president actually. But him and his wife. Um, we're visiting this weekend, and so I got to go, we went to dinner with them at our friend's house, and it was just so fun to see them, and just like to, I haven't seen them for six years, and 
when me and my husband went back and visited the Philippines, but they live on like completely different islands. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever see them again, you know? So it was just really fun to see them and catch up and I freaking love Filipinos. They're so, (laughs) they're just the best people ever. So that was really fun. And then my low is (laughs) the other day I had, so Kristen has a studio in Ogden as well in her basement. Yeah. In her house. So she had a spray tan last week and so I like packed up all this stuff for her. She already had a spray tan tent there, but I wasn't thinking. So I like packed up all the stuff for her, including our spray tan tent and brought it home so she could do her clients the next day. And then I had them the next day. And so I brought all this in Salt Lake. So I brought all the spray tan stuff back to Salt Lake. But since we aren't used to taking the tent back and forth, I completely forgot to grab the tent. (laughs) And, um, luckily it was one of my friends that was coming in, but I had a makeshift spray. I used we super have this wall wall right there that just like folds out in case we ever need it. I don't know. We don't really use it. But um, so I like pulled it out and made a U shape and I taped uh, garbage bags. Because like, it's like porous. Well I, was, like, lines. I taped garbage bags like to the floor and to all the walls. It was a really big low. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, but... I was like, good thing she's my friend because, and she's like come before because that was so embarrassing. <laughs> You're innovative. Uh, yeah. So that was my low. Okay. <laughs> so my low, we'll start with low, is Friday night we were, I wanted to get, take my kids to Dumbo and I kept checking and everything was like full and then I was like, well, maybe we could lo- go later and I checked with my husband and I was like, oh my gosh, this one opened up. Like, I don't know why all these seats are available. Snag all the seats. We run to the theater with the kids. Hurry, we don't want to be late. And I get there and they're trying to scan. They're like, can I see it? And they're like, you're at the wrong theater. You bought the tickets for a problem. I was like, what? <laughs> so me and my husband's like, let's just hurry and run there. So we did. We were super late, but I was... Really disappointed about that, but life could be worse. (laughs) Um, My high is, like, when I get... So, like, I got a message this week, and it really is, like... It seems, like, so commonplace for our business, but it seriously is my high anytime, is when I get a message and someone just said, I just want to show you what my skin's been doing, and when they kind of tell me a short story of, like, I just... I kind of went on a limb, tried your products, did this, but they show me these pictures, and I'm like, I... I'm so happy because those things really give me kind of the boost of, okay, this is like, this is good. This is, you know, I'm just always doubt things sometimes, but it's, it's reassurance. It's super positive. It makes me so happy because I don't, you know, and you don't always know the individual faces and names and stories. I love any chance to know an individual. And Mm -hmm. so I love it. That's the high. That's amazing. Yeah. I love messages like those. And you're just like, oh. Okay, everything's worth yeah, it. Everything. Well, yeah, this exactly. Good. It's worth it. This is why I do it. So, we have looked up to you as the skin maven <laughs> for quite some time, but I just want to know your whole story and how you got to this point. Um, I guess if we go to the beginning, you know, like, I never saw myself doing this because I didn't know what an esthetician was. Like, I was in school at BYU, and, you know, oddly enough, like, I say it based for the circumstance, but, like, I had a full-ride scholarship there doing well on my, like, I loved school. So this wasn't like I was searching for something else because school was crappy. Yeah. But I was, I was enjoying school, but yeah, I could not figure out my major for some weird reason. I was like doing a business major and I was like, I don't know why. Like, and I just kept saying, I just can't decide what I want to do. And, and I said to my husband, I, so I got married really early too. I was married my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, 
I said, I just, I want, I wish there was like a beauty major that I said, it sounds so silly, but I want to study it like more in depth and I want to know this and that. And I thought I wanted to be a makeup artist at the time. So I was like, okay, if I want to do that, I have to be licensed. So I was looking into that. I knew I didn't want to do hair. And then people were, someone said, what about an esthetician? I was like, what's that? And it was right at the end of a year, but when the following, like it was in the fall and the following year was when all the licensure was changing and there was formal school. So they were transitioning from what they were grandfathering people in anyways, kind of searching like, all right, I could do this. I could take a semester off and do this school and that'd be fun. And, and so, uh, and then I heard an ad on the radio for a school and I was like, whoa, (laughs) go check it out. Thinking it's up and going. They were just opening and starting. So they offered me an incentive like, Hey, if you start now, we'll give you a discount. So I was their first student and slowly a few more added. And I remember at the time I tell people like, I just always was, I am a little bit of, I don't know, obsessive, always wanting more, more, more. Mm-hmm. So if ever I kind of, when I'd sit like at lunchtime, I'd sit outside and like worry, am I going to make it in this industry? And I would tell my friend, I just hope I make my money back from school. <laughs> that now I laugh at that because I'm like, yeah, that's done, done, hundred times <laughs> over. But uh, so I, you know, I planned, I went back to school to BYU planning to work part time. But then a salon, like I kind of like worked my way in. They were just opening in Provo. And so I like found my way into getting a conversation with the owner. I was like, hey, you need an esthetician. I'm an esthetician. And anyway, so I just, and they're like, well, if you can be full time, we'll have you be our only esthetician. So I did that. And so I never had like a mentor or anyone to teach me. But from the very beginning in school, like I, if there was downtime, I would pull, like I would pull down books and just read the books. When I went to the IBS show the first time, it was before everything was digital. So mm-hmm. I went to like every booth and asked for pamphlets so I could make a binder and study all the things after. So I just wanted to know everything. And that was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how big this industry is. Yeah. So started solo, then the salon needed. Um, so I kind of like slowly, I only went to BYU part-time. I let that go because then I started having children. Just, I never have stopped working. I would take it max three weeks off when I had a baby and Gosh, I'd wow. come back for, but I'd come back for a little bit. So it was just like flexibility. Like I'd come back for two or three hour shifts yeah. so I could feed the baby, come back to baby. I'd work at night for the time my husband worked in the night. So I'd come in the morning. Like I just adjusted whatever I needed to do, but I've never like taken a break from working. So, um, worked with other girls, hired some there, moved to another salon so I could be booth rent. And then the last, you know, four years, it's just beyond what I can tackle alone, so I've hired girls to work with me and under me, and that's kind of developed into the business that Skin Boss is now. Yeah. That's so cool because you, you're you just booth renting mm-hmm. at your place, mm-hmm. and then you have employees underneath you. Yeah. I was going to open a place about a year and a half ago, and when it came down to it, like, we negotiate everything into, I mean, and I'm very close to the owner where we're at now at Platinum, and, and I'm open about all of it, about my plans and thoughts, and... And she's very supportive. And so I was going to open a place. All we had to do was sign the lease. Mm -hmm. And we had it negotiated. And then it just kind of hit me of this timing would be really hard because I have my last child is in preschool and going into kindergarten next year. And I thought, this is my last time with him. Like, maybe I could just wait a year or two. And so I let it go. And at the time, I was so sad because I felt like the dream was dead. And so then we renegotiated and came back to like, okay, how could this work for everybody Um, more simplified? And so it was that I rent my space, but the run my business within the space. So the employees are mine and we 
do everything there. And then since doing like the website and stuff to kind of further what Skin Boss is. Yeah, that is so cool. The landlord like yeah. helps you work that out. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good win-win. Yeah, are you the only? Maybe besides your team, is your team the only estheticians there? Technically, no. So I have my good friend. Um, like, there's two identical rooms next door to each other that we're mm-hmm. in in the salon. I have one room, and then um, so that we can also keep all our stuff. Just you know, you know what it's like yeah. when people are sharing your things yeah. and machines and implements. So it's just protective of that. And then next door, in that room, we have a girl who does lashes. And then we have my friend, Nicole, who I went to esthetician school with. And we always said, we were close in esthetician school, and we always said, one day we'd love to work together. So that's how I ended up over there, is we wanted to just be near each other. And so yeah. she's part-time, or she has kids now. But um, So there's some who just kind of do independently, part-time, mm-hmm. um, separate from our operation. But the whole of the... Like, they they don't do any skin care. They don't do any of that. So we kind of fill in the whole... Just focus on skin. All skin. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So how many employees do you have now? Right now I have um, two estheticians under me. So I just, uh, one had moved away. I just hired in another. So I have two estheticians under me. When we branch out, I'll need more because they're just maxed out. So we're we're maxed out because we have one room and we're all trying to like, we're just, Schedule they're late, they're other. early scheduling around. Yeah, as much as we can. And then um, I keep an office assistant as well to handle the online sales, emails, everything that I can't do all of it that I at the beginning I tried doing everything. That's the best so thing hard. I learned is at some point if you're gonna grow, you can't do all of it. So yeah. there was no way to grow that way. Yeah, and have have you grown more now that you've hired more help? Yeah, and that surprised me because I used to think, well, if I I can save money if I don't pay someone to do this, this, and this. But it's that I can if I can put my efforts into the things only I can do, we can grow much bigger. But we can also like whether it's sales, treatments, all of it, you know, instead mm-hmm. of me trying to juggle all of it. There's no point in me doing, like, emails or orders. Um, I mean, I actually like to do all of it because I like control, and so I, mm-hmm. I always want to, like, like I'd say, oh, I'll just say, like, back off, go do your job, let me <laughs> yeah. do mine, you know? Like, I like to be in everything. It's and hard, so, like, giving that up. Yeah, and... that was really, I was very nervous about it, but it it is... Like, I don't see how I was, what I was thinking before. Mm-hmm. There's only way, and we've only grown with that situation, because it frees me up to do kind of all the other things. Things you're good at. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that you're probably not good at that, but the no. things you're yeah. the best yeah. at. Only I can do, yeah, right now. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah. That's really cool. So, um, we asked you this question in the questionnaire, and I really yeah. liked your answer, but what do you do differently in your business that has set you apart? So I, I explain the why that sounds simple, but with skincare, there is this big lack of kind of understanding. So sometimes we learn things in school and, you know, I've heard it like we've been at a class together before where they, they talked about when you don't, you don't tell your clients, like don't explain everything to them. Don't explain the ingredients. And I believe otherwise, because they'd say, just tell them things like how it's going to feel, what they're going to see. Like, right. it feels smooth. It, it will make your skin look fabulous. And I have, from day one, been like, no, I don't use those terms. It's just not me. Yeah. And and for a while, I wondered, well, do I fit what people are wanting? Because I, I get a little bit nerdy. I over-explain a little bit. But based on the response we've had, I'm I'm happy because it's really, like, we've had a really good response to that way where people are saying, oh, I just want to know, like, now I get it. So let's say I want you to wear, like, 
I can't just say wear sunscreen because your skin will be so protected. I'm telling you like how the SPFs work. I'm telling you what sun un- unprotected exposure does to your skin. So then when people understand the background knowledge, then they're ready to buy in. So for me, it was like investing in in people so that they can more safely invest. I feel very like, um, I take like, I take everything very personally with the clients where I'm internalizing like, well, if I were to come in and spend 300 bucks on my products today, like, you know, yeah. And I want to feel comfortable where I never want someone going home going, what did I do? You know, like I want them to be like, yes, this was so worthwhile and I can't wait to use it. So I do that. I explain when they, any questions they have when they're like, so why would I do this? Instead of just saying, do a chemical peel, do a facial. I'm going to explain why it's going to benefit them, what exactly we're doing to their skin. And then the products is totally that where I'm, I get, sometimes I tell them, okay, I'm going to explain all this, but if you want to know any more, I will tell you more. I'll tell you as much <laughs> as you want, but we'll go into like, you know, this is, doesn't have surfactant. So you're going to have less irritation on the surface. So, you know, yada, da, da, da. So then I want them to understand some of it because then they appreciate it more. Yeah. Well, and I think like as a whole skincare has been like become so hot, like mm-hmm. not even just in the industry, but just everyone's more informed. So I think people yeah. like need a deeper knowledge because whereas maybe before they know more now. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's like they already know the basics. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like okay, yeah, now they really need to know the And what differentiate differentiates us from the other things out there for, mm-hmm. versus what they're buying at a mall countertop versus in the drugstore versus, you know, they need to understand why ours is costing this or why it's, you know, packaged this way. And, and that's what they need the fill in information. Yeah. So what would you say to someone, um, if they were like, well, I got this really good, I don't know, this really expensive product. Oh, I'm like, I am really straightforward. I don't hold back. Uh, with the exception of I never want someone to feel like I'm shaming them or, or you know, saying, mm-hmm. like, that is garbage you have. How dare you use it? Never. Like, and if somebody comes in there, want to stay within a budget, I tell them what we're doing is I want to fit within their lifestyle, whether that's their budget, their time. Just it has to fit with them or it's unreasonable they're not going to do it. Um, so I'm very open to understanding, like, uh, what works for them. This is mm-hmm. not about just like what I say goes. It has to it has to work both ways. Um, so if someone comes in, like I have someone who will use like a, a Lumera cream and my friend said, oh yeah, my husband got it for me. I said, well, that is a waste of money because, but I'll defend <laughs> it. So I will defend why or I'll tell them, yeah, that's a good product, but this is, this is not a worthy investment because you're spending so much money for something that's supposed to, when people say, I bought this on a cruise line. I'm like, don't buy your skincare on a cruise line because guess what? They don't see you again. They yeah. are going for a hot sale right now, and you don't get to go back and ask them or follow up on how it's feeling. So they go for something that feels really nice or smells really nice. So it's appealing to the short-term senses, mm-hmm. not to the long-term performance. So that's what it usually is with an overpriced, poor-performing product. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a good, good little spin. Yeah. <laughs> like what that. would you say for those people that are buying the MLMs where they could mm-hmm. go back and ask them all the things? Where they could ask the person selling them all yeah. those things. Well, yeah. There's still a limitation, I think, because someone in MLM, unless they're licensed uh, professional, they're not going to be able to feel your skin. They're not going to be able to treat your skin. So they're not going to be able to take you through the process. They can't really thoroughly analyze your skin because how many people are buying an MLM and filling out a three-page consultation form about their skin and their skin history, their background, their ethnicity, to know everything about right. how their skin might respond to something? And when, again, when they explain the product, they can explain it from what we call white papers or like marketing terms. So they can explain like, 
this has a retinol and this and this and this and name the ingredients, but it does nothing to tell you about like I'll dive as deep as someone needs me to go to defend it or explain it. It does nothing to explain like what kind of lab is this made in? What grade of acid are they sourcing from? What like it's only half the story. And I mm-hmm. so I don't believe some of those other markets provide since like truly the best, but their ticket is high because they have to be a means to another end, which is wealth building. Right. And so that to me gets very convoluted because then the professional is focused on the monetary gain instead of going for the foundation the of uh-huh, what like the, the client's really experiencing a benefit. And I do say sometimes they might, you know, they might um, see a benefit or a change in their skin for the positive, but uh, it's still not, I think the potential it could be because these are not quite the performance of products because of, because of the realm they're in. Like if they're not sold, like being sold by a professional you can have higher actives, like there's an understanding that a professional's overseeing it. Mm-hmm. So they're still not quite reaching the level they could. And and you're taking people who are from doing nothing and never had used, used a skincare regimen. So if you get them into something, they're going to be like, they're going to see something different. Right. So That's a good explanation. I like that. I know you recently expanded your product line, so how do you mm-hmm. know when it's time to bring on a new product line and what product line is right for your business? Yeah, I think first the product line that's right for your business has to fit your like your clientele or your target market. So even though we have a little bit like there is, uh, it's never like we're fitting one age range, one gender. Like I do have to consider the majority of my clients. What are they coming in for? And that's going to be dominantly for us anti aging and acne, and it's mostly women between ages twenty five to forty. Um, I do have a lot of like awesome clients who are 50 and over. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they will fill those needs, but I'm looking at something that fits those needs. So let's say like for me, a line like Dermalogica won't do it because it's not going to, it's not going to target acne enough. It's not going to fit the anti-aging enough. So it fits a younger crowd, maybe in the early twenties. Um, but bringing on a new line, it has to be, I never consider it from like um, like a, just a business and a money standpoint of like, could we increase our revenue if I brought in another line? Cause right. I think it's actually wiser to have less things. So this is something maybe on paper that I'm not doing right. But for me, I am really, my primary focus is on what is right for what helps me serve my clients best. And so I brought on a new line because it was about if, if I ever have any little holes that I can't fill between the lines I have. So mm-hmm. I felt like I had one line, I had my Jan Rooney line, and yet there were so many people, if they, if it didn't fit their budget, it was Jan Rooney or drugstore. And I was like, well, I don't... There's there's something in between that. And mm-hmm. so Image filled in a gap where they their products are different from Jan Rooney's heavy on the actives. Image has everything in between that from you can get just your hyaluronic, you can get just your vitamin C, you can get like the products in very high quality forms, but simpler formulations. Mm-hmm. Whereas my new line Silicate doesn't do a hyaluronic acid and a vitamin C there. It's like these very specialized compounds. So it fit for me, like an alternative to pigment lightning that my, both my other lines didn't have like a very different way of treating it. It fit a different approach to skincare, which is environmental protection and looking at like urban skincare needs. So 
it's fitting something where I feel like I'm getting this beautiful family of skincare. Like I can do anybody between these three lines. So I never, I hesitated because I'm like, it just gets complicated. I have so many products, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but I like we can do it if we can help people navigate it. Like if we're navigating it for them, so they're not having to just look at a shelf and pick it out anything themselves. Yeah. They know their skincare regimen because we're literally writing it down for them. Um, but so that's that's the purpose. Sometimes for client, like your clientele, do you pick pieces from each of the different? Absolutely, that's the majority. I'd say ninety percent. Like it's pretty rare that their regimen goes straight down one line, and that's exactly why I use multiple lines too. Because I don't feel like I can accomplish my best result or progress within one line. Mm-hmm. Because I I just get really down to the nitty gritty of things where I'm considering their skin. And I mean, I have like these debates in my head about their skin. <laughs> we get really nuts about it where I argue with myself, but if we did this, it would do this. But if I did that, and I, I go through it forever where then I feel like I can like derive the absolute best from each category. Like, yeah, I think three cleansers could have been suitable for them, but I'm choosing this one because it had these very specific elements to it. Or like this vitamin C's weight is different from that vitamin C. And it's, you know, I go through all the details of what we discuss about their skin. And so I feel like I have more options to get it completely like tailored to their needs. Yeah. So it's a little mad scientist sometimes, but <laughs> it, it's the way I do it. Well, and I'm sure your clients appreciate it and they're getting the exact results they're expecting. And they wanting. do. They're getting the results, but they appreciate the attention and the time that they're not seeing elsewhere. And I'm not saying like a dermatologist can't help them. It's just... A dermatologist is doing so many things where they're cutting off skin cancer, they're removing a wart, they're doing like that. When someone comes in and says, I have acne, they've got three options for them. When they come and say, I want anti age, here, have a retinol. But there was no consideration of what else you're using. Tell me about your lifestyle. Right. Let me explain how to use it. Let me explain how, you know, like yeah. they don't have the time to do all of that. And so we get more kind of longevity because they're committed to this. Like I take them in when they're committed. And I'm following up, so it's not like, well, burn my skin, I'm throwing it, you know. Like, we're going to talk about, whoa, we're going to do an acclimation process. And we're going to, you know, I'm stepping them through it the whole way. And then with time, what I found is they become intuitive with their skincare. And then they, I mean, they start to love it too because they feel it, they see it, the difference. But then they start to understand the skincare because we've explained it to them. And so they start saying, is it right that I did this and I'm going to do this? Yes. Like, they know what they're doing now. Yeah. That's awesome. So with your retail, do you have any tips for our listeners on like selling retail Mm -hmm. or, I mean, I know I'm assuming one of them would be educating them and telling them why they need it. And before that is educating yourself, like, uh, knowing my products inside and out. Like I know my products, like they're my children. So I know everything about their little details, but when I also bring in another esthetician, that's part of our training is they are learning those products so well. Instead of these are our cleansers, this is our vitamin C, they're learning it very well and how, and we we really train long and hard on that process of knowing the products, who are they fitting. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as far as your retail, to me it's a very natural um, extension where the sales come because I believe in the products first. So for me, I don't have to like push it. And on the contrary, I probably go a little bit the opposite direction where when we take someone in the first time, depending on where they're at, and some people are like, I want everything. And I say, hold up, I'm going to give you, so we give them, here's what you're starting with today, like make sure they have a core regimen. And then after that, I tell them, these are your second phase recommendations. So I don't let them start everything at once. Mm -hmm. So for the majority of the time, they get to start retinol in six weeks 
after we've got the basics going because I want to limit the variables. So if I have 10 new products and their skin has some sort of irritation, we don't know which that is. Yeah. But if I've limited it to five, I know exactly how to pinpoint also where the success is. So if I start them and they've never used a hydroxy acid, they get going. They're like, my skin's smooth. They know, see how much that did for you? Yeah. Now we're going to crank it up. So I don't let them buy absolutely everything. I don't want to sell everything off the shelf the first time because I want to build trust with them mm-hmm. that they're coming back and this isn't like, see us suckers. <laughs> like, I got yeah. your money. Like, never because we're tied to them after that. So it is knowing the products yourself super well, explaining to them in terms they can understand. Um, so I try. That's like my biggest effort and also my biggest battle is to try and like pare it down into <laughs> something that's relevant to them while still explaining it to them. So explaining it to them and then offering that support where my estheticians will text them, email them, whatever, and say, how's your skin feeling after this? We get really positive responses. So it's a very natural extension that the retail just goes, but we're also, I'm not afraid of selling retail. I'm not, you know, I'm surprised when I, I would go get facials, different spas and things, and they never mention skincare. And I'm never, going, yeah. what was the point of this then? If you want to promote your service, promote the like, the mm-hmm. whole thing. And so we definitely like, I don't know if we even have had a consult where they don't buy retail. Like that's what they're coming for. They're mm-hmm. coming for a skincare regimen. So there's not a scenario of, I just came to listen to you and I'm walking away. They're eager for the result. And so they're eager to buy the products. So we're selling the products, but I, I line out everything I would recommend and I tell them, and if they say, okay, I can probably do three today then I'm, I prioritize, here's the main three I would do, write these, I'm going to write these down for you, list for next time. Mm-hmm. So I, I prioritize the products for them and they do, they start with one, see the difference, then they just start building their skincare. Yeah. So it, it just comes easier when we're kind of building the foundation. How often are your clients coming in to see you? The majority? The majority are once a month. Okay. So, um, I mean, we have some where when they start out, we start them on, like if there's a really intense, like... Uh, a desperate need, like they've got acne. I'm going to see them every two weeks. and But that's not two weeks for life. So I tell them we're going to start every two weeks till we get this under control. And then it can be four weeks. And then, like, for most people, they just want to stay forever. So they want to be, most of my personal clients are on a monthly rotation. Yeah. So they are just scheduled every single month or every single, like, every six weeks maybe. But every month they're on rotation for their skincare. Um, and it's, I just base whatever they're needing at that moment Mm-hmm. The very most, that's how we base it. Or we have a treatment plan for, we're doing a series of microneedling. We're going to follow you with a facial, kind of boost the skin after. Um, so, yeah, most of them come monthly. Um, and then we will, if if they came in with an initial problem that we've resolved, then we space that out. But I like to see them at least quarterly because that time goes fast and they need to maintain. We're seeking to do in the room more than what to boost what they're doing at home. So they have to have their home care in place, but we're trying to accomplish something they can't do at home. Right. So we're, we say, you know, at least quarterly or at the very minimum twice a year, make sure it's on the calendar to come in for maintenance. Mm-hmm. So, so we even treat people who aren't taking home stuff. Who aren't Generally, no, because it's, that's why I tell them if it's one or the other, take the products and don't do appointments mm-hmm. because it is not in their best interest. Like I always say, it's, it's like if you came into a trainer for a once a month workout and didn't care about your diet at all at home, if it's one or the other, then the daily diet of your skincare is most important. So that's going to determine the majority of their progress and maintenance for their skin. So 
I don't, we don't take them in like, someone can't walk in and say, I want a chemical pill today. They have to go through the prerequisites of making sure we've got their skin in condition for that. We have to understand their skin first, like by not just what's on paper, but how it feels to know Mm -hmm. that they're a good candidate for that. So we don't just take them in and start wherever they want to be. It's really always like fit them in the system and the relationship. So if I don't do a chemical pill if you don't use a hydroxy acid at home. I don't do microneedling if you're not using certain products to support it. Because it's, it's just a waste of money. Mm-hmm. You're not getting your, the most out of it, rather. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, we do more lashes. We don't yeah. do, like, we're not, like, super, super skincare. But I know um, a lot of estheticians, like, really struggle building a really loyal skincare clientele. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I feel like a lot of people want to come in for, like, a froofy facial, or mm-hmm. they want to come in, or whatever it is, like, I think a lot of estheticians struggle rebooking those clients and, like, selling mm-hmm. them retail. So what do you think is different between, like, even, like, at med spots, like you said, mm-hmm. all going, if, like, I yeah. get a facial, they don't even rebook me, and I'm like, yeah. what? Like, I don't know. So what do you think? Yeah, and that's the difference that where we're really working on within, within our, the business and brand is kind of this... Our system is strong, mm-hmm. um, where, like I tell my estheticians, they conform to my methods. I want them to have their own style, strengths, flair on things, but they conform to the way we do it mm-hmm. so that it's not like, well, I went to this one and I got this, and I went to this one and I got right. this, you know, like that, that they're going to have a killer facial no matter who, and that, like, if I take someone in the first time there and I say, okay, I'm going to set your treatment plan, you're going to go see this girl for two chemical pills, then we'll check in. They're going to get the same quality of service every time, but it is that same system of like, we've set their skin, they're coming in because we're going to customize that skincare regimen and then they're going to, they're going to rebook because we've just given them a, given them a treatment plan. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think it's that you're offering all the options because sometimes the estheticians, we get like hesitant of like, I don't want to push them or I don't want to ask well, what are we waiting for? They're, they're coming to you. There's only so much the client can do as far as like, they're not going to just knock down your door and say, please book me. Like they need at least the invitation to do it. Um, and even with selling the retail, it's like, if they're not doing it with you, they are buying something somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So everybody has to wash their face or put some, something on at some Mm -hmm. point. It'd be very few who did literally nothing, but everybody has to do something. So why not with you? Um, so we actually don't do, when I hired my assistant, Kylie, she came from a place where I said, what is, what is the majority of like services you're doing? She said, mostly gift certificates, like for facials and you know, so she was doing a lot of these people are coming in for a feel good day. Yeah. That's like never with us. And the gift certificates or gift cards we sell, that's like. It's fun because it's like a husband coming in because their wife has been like, this is all I want, but they're, mm-hmm. it's a starting point. Mm-hmm. So we view someone's first appointment. It's always like the first, it's the starting point and it's the starting of the relationship with us. And so whether their treatment is every two weeks, four weeks or twice a year, their, our retention and repeat is super high in the percentages. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, um, just from listening to you and the things you've said, almost like you don't really give them an option. Like, it's like... They, kind of. Like, this, if this is what you Unless want, like, they this say, is what you have to do. Yeah, totally. And, like, if you want, don't want to do yeah. it, then, like, go somewhere else. Kind and, of. The, like, it's essentially... That's the whole nature of what the, like, skin boss is a little bit. Like, I am bossy about it. But <laughs> they, the majority want that because they're saying, 
I don't know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like I had one client who had like a very pricey skincare line and she said, you know, my sister on set of I could see you, like throw away all of your skincare. Said, oh, you, you don't need to throw it. Like some of those are good. Like we can use those up. Some of those are good. Like really nice medical grade products. And she's like, no, no, I am listening to you. I'm throwing it all away. I, like they want to show like they're committed. But we reciprocate that. Like, this is not a, like, oh, yeah, who are you again? Maybe I treat your skin. Like, we are, you know, like, we're, um, like, my estheticians, before we do a consult, they're studying the whole, like, they're studying the background, their whole consult form ahead of time. They're looking because they fill it out online ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at that, studying it. They're ready for them. We know all these details about them. And then they're following up after. They're with them. I mean, it's such a, estheticians, we have a, a lot more intimate relationship where it's not, like we're in a in a smaller space with them. We're touching their skin. Like they're in a vulnerable place. And so I think it's like you have kind of a found a really good like kind of connection with people. Um, but yeah, they do conform because I do say like uh, let's align like your expectations with this is what that requires. So you can tell me that you want this, this, and this, but this is what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. I don't really do like... I don't wait for them to tell me what they might want. I tell them what they're going to need. Mm-hmm. And then the exception is that they say, what, like, well, I can't do that. Or, like, I, I can only probably come this many times. But really, I thought that would be a bigger deal. But it's, like, the rare scenario. The majority are just all in. They want the solution. Yeah, yeah. Do you have... Um, so for your estheticians to be studying their charts before mm-hmm. and following up with them after, do you have, like, a system? Or is it just, like... Five minutes before your appointment, you study up on them, or how do you no, just do mine, work so that out? No, so especially for our distance consults, we have like a minimum that has to be booked minimum forty eight hours before the time it's scheduled for, um, like or forty eight hours out from when they're calling because we need they have to submit pictures of their skin, they have to fill out the form, and so our estheticians have to like study up on it. So like one of them, she said, "This girl has psoriasis. What do you think? Um, would I be finding this, this, and this?" And then so we just like consult with each other about their kind of thing. And then we make a file on each client. So I have a digital file on each client so that when, if I've seen them the first time and they're going to see Kylie the next time, she can see my notes. Like her skin responded really well, no redness with this. I would up it two minutes next time. So then she studies, she checks on her treatment history and says, okay, that's what she did. These are the products she has. So we become very acquainted with what they're doing instead of coming in and being like, so tell me what you use again. Like tell me about your skin. How was last time? Like we're getting all the background before so we're up to speed and ready to go yeah that's awesome yeah it's yeah. worked well sounds very proficient <laughs> i know are you doing this all in your booking system i'm curious what booking system you use um i don't oh that's been like <laughs> or that's like the, that's the next a computer phase. with different folders we have we have a computer with all of that in there right yeah. now and that's like which if you're in a medical setting that doesn't work because like uh, as we were talking with someone else in the industry, like they have to be HIPAA compliant with everything. Mm-hmm. So you can't use um, the services like I use Adobe eSign for um, form filling out so that I have all my documents are in a cloud because I'm not keeping filing cabinets and sorting through papers. I did that in my old days where everything was on paper and I would keep client cards and write all my notes on them and I would write details about them like <laughs> she likes her brows angular. Like, yeah. And so then they were like all impressed when I could remember everything about them. But so I keep them all in files um, so that we can refer back to them at any time. Um, but it's not within my booking system because mo- most booking systems integrate that. But that's been so hard because most of – I want to move to online booking, but I have so many unique needs in it. 
like where I don't take new people, it'd have to be like where mine's a little bit locked, but others are not instead of, yeah. it's usually one or the other all across the board. And then to not integrate necessarily our point of sale because that's separate. But then anyways, but I, so there's like all these details of what I need that I'm not, I haven't quite got it. I will get it um, when we move forward. I'm, I, it needs to happen. But I don't have that integrated with like my clients too because they weren't extensive enough because forever I kept saying, I need something almost like, you know, a medical file where when you go in, they can search your whole, you know, History, if I visited yeah. one doctor and another doctor, uh, type of doctor, they could, yeah, know my health history or update that. And so I wanted more details. And so I just sort of have to create that stuff. So there's never been a perfect world, but that's the other thing I've learned is I don't kind of, I can't wait for perfect. I have to do, just try something now or just go for it. Just jump in and get going, figure out what's working, not working, fix it as we go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we might change things in the future, but this way it was just my way that I knew we could have our information there. Yeah. Just listening to you again and like watching you on Instagram, like the relationship with the client is yeah. so important. And like just listening, I'm like, that's what stands out to me is what's making your business so successful is because you are so focused on the relationship and on the person. And instead of being focused on getting clients in your door or selling yeah. products, like you're focused on them and their needs and then like as a result, your business is growing and your books 100%. are full. Yeah. Cause clients come first. And so that is, you know, for us, it's always that the client's happy. Um, and not just by like compensating with something later by providing like a really great service from the start. Like we want to, we want to definitely deliver. Um, but that's where like in reality, I might not be a very good business person because I'm not focused on business first, like the business, but Truthfully, I mean, the business has grown. Everything has gone so well and it's been profitable and successful. Mm-hmm. But that was never my my target in the first place. It was like, uh, that's the difference too where we're, I'm in the industry. I'm working on people like where I'm the esthetician myself. Yeah. I understand the problems, the needs, the day-to-day, like the communication, things that lack or that work and that I need. So since I'm living it, I I know what the solution or I know what solutions we need. Um, so that's what I'm seeking out is to kind of perfect the system always and where, where I'm seeing that we have these big holes. Um, so it feels like a little bit uncharted territory where there's no one to tell me exactly like how to do that from both standpoints. So I'm just kind of like, let myself just go with it now. And like, if I want to do it, do it instead of like listening. If someone says like, well, that wouldn't work because, you know, I, I do have mentors and I do listen to people, but, um, I'm always adamant and defensive of like. The, the esthetician thing comes first and that the client comes first and all those needs have to be served before I don't make a decision based on just what is like the better like profit in the short term or something mm-hmm. like that. And and there's so much business building I probably could be doing, but um, there's only so much I could do. So I prioritize what we're doing on people first. So even though I've built the online stuff that is secondary to us, I'll never like can't do the online to the detriment of that we're neglecting our clients. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's good. And I think that's inspiring for people who are coming out of school because, and that's like for us, we're focusing on like educating on the business side because Mm -hmm. I think so many people come out of school and they know what they're doing. Like they're licensed as an esthetician and they can do all the things, Mm -hmm. but they're like, well, crap, I don't know the business stuff. So I think it's like comforting to know that as long as you like can be just focusing on doing what you know and like doing your job, like the business stuff. It's Follow true, but the business stuff, I will say, like, that's what, it, it definitely enhances what we do, because what, like, 
10 years ago, I mean, estheticians were entrepreneurs. So that's oh, what yeah. this was so unexpected because I never consider myself entrepreneurial or to go in this territory. I just felt like we're technicians that we sit down, we do our job mm-hmm. and you be good. And I just wanted to be really good at my job. And I never sort of had ideas that, that expanded beyond that. But then it was like, well, gosh, there's this need here and need there. So it felt like it grew kind of naturally. But it's, I think it's the great side is like the business side doesn't hurt and understanding some good principles and practices enhance what we're doing as an esthetician. So I think yeah. keeping the foundation as an esthetician first strong, but then the business stuff just enhances and we can like take off a little bit more yeah. where it was not territory that estheticians weren't doing that other than, you know, own a place. Right. That yeah. was sort of it. But now it's like, you've got all this stuff, you got your hands in everything. So it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Well, plus then, and to hire, like you have your office assistant that's helping mm-hmm. build the business side, so you purely can yeah. focus on the client. Yeah. I think that's really smart to help you grow. Mm-hmm. Well, before we do our Maven faves, can you just share a couple skin tips for anyone who's listening? Because there's like Cosmos, and, yeah. and there's people who listen who aren't estheticians. Skin tips, just like, like just good skin practice. Yeah, like if someone who didn't know anything about skincare, like a place to start for someone. Okay, or, a place to start with skincare. Um, I think we, I call it the core basics. You start with the basics and it doesn't, there's always good, better, best. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to spend the most amount of money in the beginning, but there's certain things to compromise and not compromise on. So I think getting like finding a really good professional is important, someone to teach you. Um, but not going for something that's fad or not making sure we're respecting the integrity of the skin. So for me that it always comes to skin health. So even doing small things like, People, it's just wash your face morning and night because a lot of people are not cleansing both morning and night. So even the little things make a huge long-term difference. So start with the basics of you cleanse your skin. Then you can start dabbling you need to exfoliate. You absolutely have to protect your skin with sunscreen. Like sometimes people want the really like sensational tips and things that sound like they grab you on the internet. Mm-hmm. But when we come to it, like the things that don't go away and that have the bigger long-term impact are those basics of making sure you're protecting your skin, you're cleansing your skin, you're moisturizing your skin. So you start there. And then when you want to get into like the high performance stuff, spend your money right. So spend it with a professional. Mm-hmm. Good. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we'll just do our Maven faves really quick. So this segment, we share our top beauty finds or a product that we're obsessed with. I don't think I've shared this before. I'm hoping I haven't, but it's really my favorite. So I washed my hair yesterday and that's what made me think of it. The Kevin Murphy... I think it's called the Maxi Wash. It's like a detox. I love it because I use dry shampoo seven <laughs> days in a row and like that builds up. And the Kevin Murphy Maxi Wash totally gets rid of that and my hair feels so clean after and I can go a full week without washing it. And I used to have to wash it every single day because it's so nice. oily. Yeah. So this has saved my life and I love it. We're like so opposite in that. I'm <laughs> so dry. I'm uh-huh. like I could go weeks and not notice that. Like, I will have no grease. Um, okay, mine is the Tubby Todd All Over Ointment. Mm-hmm. I, we went to Alt Summit. It was in our swag bag. We got the ointment. And I'm pregnant. I'm happy to do that. Oh, but. yes. Wonderful. <laughs> so, um, you probably know, like, your stomach as it's stretching and, like, my boobs. Like, uh-huh. everything's so itchy and dry. Uh-huh. And I was like, I just, it was just driving me nuts. And so, I was like, oh, I have that all over it. Because I was like, oh, perfect. Like, I'll have this for when the baby comes. But I was like, oh, I have that. Like, I wonder if that would help. Use it now. It has been such a game changer. I feel like I'm, like, not as itchy, and I don't know. It's been, seriously, 
I'm obsessed with it. So, and I've heard people rave about it, and yeah. I, like, didn't get the hype. But now I'm like, <laughs> no, that is good stuff. Like, it seriously has just given my skin the moisture that it needs, so it's not so itchy while it's yes. stretching. So, yeah, Perfect. that's fine. Um, mine is the, so Norvell, it's a newer self-tanner they have. It's the Venetian, because for me... A lot of self-tanners, like, that you can get, like, the lotions you rub on, they're never dark enough for me. But, yeah, I find this one will work for fair skin as well, but it's plenty dark. And so Norvell Venetian Airbrush Spray, I really like that because I'm not one who does, like, full all-over self-tanner. But when it's summer months, I like to, like, pretend I've been in the sun. And so I do, like, my arms in décolleté. That's mostly or my legs a bit. And so I'll do some of that in spring, summer. You have it on right now? So, yeah, I I do, like, cook a couple times a week. It looks so good. I do do that. And I've liked that. I just like the sprays a lot. I don't like to mess with gloves and rubbing Yeah, on so and, do you just spray it? You don't yeah, have to it will, that's the, it will get, like, it, it'd be lovely if you had a tent because it will, I do it in my shower, but then I have to, like, spray down the shower yeah. and then turn the fans on because it, like, that stuff just is so micronized and gets mm-hmm. everywhere. So, yeah, I'll do it, like, after I've got out of the shower, I jump back in and, and do it there so that I'm not staining all my walls. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that one. That's good. That's really good to know. We, yeah. I've been on the hunt for a really good self-tanner, so I'm going to have to try that one. Okay, thank you so much, Lisa, for coming up here today and being on the podcast. Thank you, guys. Where can everyone find you? So, on Instagram, it's at skin.boss, and we're doing everything, talking skin there. And then my website that has more information, as well as the products, is skinboss.care. Perfect. So make sure you go over and check her out on Instagram, and then also make sure you check us out at Beauty Women's Collective. And we will see you next week. XO, XO Beauty Havens. Havens.